This is episode 204 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome everybody to Bella in Your Business. Today, I've got one of my long-term clients with me, Joanna, and she is absolutely amazing, you guys. Not only is she a kick-ass mama, she's also an incredible business owner. She is the owner of Woofin' It Pet Concierge, and it is her vision of tireless work ethic and passionate commitment to pets that has grown her business from the seeds of an idea to the best dog walking and pet sitting service in Frederick with five team members. Additionally, her commitment to exceeding expectations and delighting clients is evident in their references, affectionately known as woofrences. We're going to totally talk about her vernacular today. She and her team truly have fun with their pets that they help and all of the quote-unquote work that they do. Joanna and her team thrive on giving pet parents peace of mind and are amazing at everything that they do. I've been watching her virtually and working with her personally for I don't even know how long, Joanna, but I've just been impressed with your tenacity, with your mindset, which we're also going to talk about today, and also your impeccable, happy branding. That's all I can really announce it as. I'm not even sure, but welcome to the show and thanks for saying yes for being on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and fill in those gaps for me really quick and tell our audience how long you've been in business. When did it start? Why did it start? And what burns inside your belly to keep going, especially during this recording when we're in 2020, July 2020, (laughs) and the whole world's falling apart. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Sure. So I actually launched this business in February of 2017. And it was just me and my idea of doing it. I had been in the corporate world for a really long time. There had been some things that happened. A position that I had been working in had been eliminated. And so I really allowed myself to take the time and figure out what did I actually want that next chapter to look like in my life. So after taking a couple months, doing a lot of research, kind of trying to figure stuff out, I launched this business with kind of a wing and a prayer and myself and So that was February of 2017. And then by May, I brought on my first team member. And we have really just expanded and grown from that point. And that was May of 2017? That was what I brought on my first team member was May of 2017. Yes. Okay. So let's dive into that really quick because that was three months into your business. You brought on a team member, which I think says a lot because I know a lot of our listeners out there, they've either just started or they've been in the business for a while and they either have tried to hire or they're just terrified to hire. So what made you want to hire that quickly into your business? Was it a perfect time? How did you know you needed to? And were you extremely successful your very first time? I mean, I wish I could say that was the reason. Basically, the truth of the matter is it just didn't make sense to me not to leverage my time. At that point, I probably had seven to 10 clients a day that I was doing by myself, but my kids are 20 and 18 now. And so they were in high school when I started this and I was kind of like, you know, I want to start my own business so I have more time with my family, not less. And so that kind of just started the whole 
what if I get sick? What if I fall and I break my ankle? What if I want to take a vacation with my family? I don't want to have to shut my business down because I myself am not available. I have to let people know this is a legitimate business. I'm not a lone person. We will have backup for you. We do have coverage when emergencies happen. And I think that just adds to the whole level of our clients have peace of mind that someone will always be there when we say we're going to be there. It was just kind of all part of the plan. So May, I brought on my first person. And then honestly, in July, I brought on my second one. And those two pet concierge are still with us today. I love that so much. What I'm hearing from you, Joanna, what I want our listeners to pull from this is that you were connected to your why. You wanted to free up your time, not be bonded to the time. And I think so many of us get lost in that trap because we want to be everything. We want to do everything. We want to have control over everything. We want everything to be perfect. And we're terrified to let those brains go. And it's one of the reasons why in just three short years, you have, well, it seems short from this end. I'm sure it seemed pretty long from your end, but how and why you've been able to grow and establish yourself so well, because you went off running. You didn't start baby crawling or jogging. You started sprinting and you figured it out as you went because you wanted to be there for your family. And I think that's really, really important. You guys, if anyone's listening right now thinking when's the perfect time to hire or how can I do it? Or when should I do it? I really encourage you to think about what Joanna just said. Go back to your why. Why did you start this business? Was it so you could be a slave to it? Or was it so that you actually could grow it into something that could be an asset that gives back to your life? Now, Joanna, you just mentioned pet concierge. I think I just said that wrong. I want you to tell me more about the vernacular. I hope I'm using that word right. You're very strong with that in your branding from the very name of Woofin' It Pet Concierge to Woofrances and all these other cute little things that you use. Did you come up with that? Did someone else help you with that? Why did you incorporate that kind of thing into it? And what kind of response do you get from the community or from your clients? Tell me more about that because I think it's very unique to you. I think the reason that I describe ourselves as pet concierge is we came into this market and I was very confident uh, telling potential clients and our current clients, we are an upscale boutique company. We're very consistent on our messaging that our relationships with our clients are what drives us. We are not in this to just do like a one and done kind of thing. We really work hard on long-term relationships with our clients. And therefore I feel like we become each other's families. So the fact that I've never used dog walkers, we are pet concierge because we go above and beyond every single time for every single client, every visit that we have with them. And, you know, people laugh when I say this, but when I launched my business, I had two teenage children, like we just talked about. And the fact of the matter is that was not who I wanted to bring onto my team. And there's nothing against hardworking teenagers. It's nothing against them. But I was looking for moms, pet parents, seniors who were active, people who understood responsibility, integrity, customer service, and compassion, understanding that pets are people's family members. They're not just like, oh, it's just the dog. Oh, it's just the cat. We don't do that. And so that's why I just dove into this market being like, we are an upscale, different company than what is already existing in our marketplace. And so I've just gone with that. You get me so freaking excited. You get my tail wagging, girl. Because everything that you're saying, I bet a lot of our listeners right now are like, oh yeah, me too, me too. I feel the same exact way. But guys, this is the difference between saying it to yourself and actually living it in what she just mentioned, messaging. 
Her messaging says that all. And everything from everyone calls them dog walkers, right? And it's a little bit different. And I bet it actually opens up a lot of conversations for you, Joanna, where they go, wait, pet concierge, Mm -hmm. what exactly is that? Do you get that a lot? And how do you answer that? We do. We do. And I love having conversations start that way because people are wanting to know what the difference is with our company. And I'm always more than happy to explain it. So, because a lot of times people are like, oh, do you do boarding? Do you do grooming? You know, because I understand the word concierge, it does encompass like all the services. Sure. But where that brings the conversation to is I say, look, we do A, B, and C. For all the other services that you're looking for, I have an amazing network of professionals in this industry that I am more than happy to refer you to who can help you with the actual services that you're looking for if we don't provide it. You know, we have a lot of amazing industry professionals right here in the city, in the area that I work. And I'm always more than happy to let's all help each other out. There's enough business for everybody here. We should be collaborative and not competitive. And I think it's just not a scarcity mindset. There's enough for everybody out there. And you know, a client that isn't right for me, I'm happy to pass it along to someone else that they might be a better fit for. I love that so much. So, so far we've covered the fact that you have a clear why that helped you really get off on the right foot fast. And then that you had a clear vision of what you wanted it to become, which only helped make your branding stronger and make you stand out. Tell me where all this mindset comes from. Like, do you read books? Do you listen to podcasts? Where do you hang out? What is this all about? Because this is tough, especially this year. And we're going to get into COVID and how you reacted or responded to it rather. But talk to the listeners that are listening to us right now that are just feeling so defeated right now. How do you stay you? It's really hard. And I will say you have to do it daily, right? But basically I started on the mindset path and like learning about it probably about a year or so before I launched this business. Like I said, I had been in the corporate world for my entire career and I really hated every single job that I ever had. And I said to myself, there's got to be more out there for me. And what I came to recognize is I'm just a really bad employee. And that doesn't mean I'm not a hard worker. Yeah, it just means, and it's not like I'm a control freak or anything like that either, but I just don't like working for somebody else. And so for a long time, you know, I didn't believe that there were any options. You grow up and you're like, okay, you're going to graduate high school. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a job. You're going to work for somebody else. When I was going through school, nobody ever even presented, Hey, you could own your own business. Like that wasn't even a thought that ever like entered into my brain. Yeah. So it was like, you just kind of like follow along the path. Right. Uh And so that's what I did. But then it was, like I said, the job I was working at had eliminated my position. And honestly, from that day, I said, this is not even a blessing in disguise. There was nothing in disguise about it. It was just a straight <laughs> blessing. Oh my God, so, I love that. <laughs> it forced me to like reevaluate and, you know, just take a look at what I want to do. But the mindset, I guess I kind of started out just reading like inspirational quotes. It started really small. I'm not a good book reader. I can't say that like, oh, this author changed my life, but I have gotten a lot of good information and really inspirational stuff from Audible books. I listen to books a lot more than I actually, like I would never sit down and read a book. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's literally like every time I get in my car, I either put on a podcast, I listen to an Audible I made it a point to utilize my time because everybody's like, I don't have time to read. I don't have time to do this. And I'm like, yeah, but do you drive to the grocery store? Do you drop your kids off at baseball? Like you have to just squeeze in those five minutes and just get your mind going and get your mind to believe a different story than what you've believed your whole entire life. 
Preach um, it, girl. Preach it. <laughs> um, and, you know, hey, as far as 2020 has been going, I mean, you know, you and I have talked about it. I mean, my survival mode was go, 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 go from yeah. March until probably like the first week in May. There was so much that I was trying to tackle and I was working every day and, mm-hmm. you know, still waking up early in the morning and trying to stay on a routine. And then I kind of like hit a wall, you know, the beginning yeah. of May. I'm like, I'm actually really tired. But it is the mindset of essentially there's no plan B. Mm -hmm. right? What's the saying? Like, if you're going to cross the bridge, you have to like burn the bridge, right? Because you can't go back. You just have to like, you're giving me chills saying that. I love it. And so that's what I just have been doing. I just know in my mind, I have to move forward. You know, my family, this is how I support my family, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, this is my business. This is my source of income. Mm -hmm. So it's literally like I'm refusing to quit. I know the circumstances don't look great, but I have to believe in my heart. They're going to change and they're going to improve. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, I've just been working really hard on doing everything I can mm-hmm. to once that happens, we're ready to roll. We're ready to scale and we're ready to just jump right back in where we were. There's so much beauty to what you just said. It's really amazing because you're not sitting here and being like, oh yeah, everything's fine. Like you're realistic about it, right? Mm-hmm. This is something like you said that you started before even you started your business. It was an intentional mm-hmm. decision. And every single day, it's an intentional decision when you drop the kids off at baseball or you're driving or you're cooking or you're doing laundry stuff that we talk about on this podcast, you guys, all the time. One of the things that has always drawn me to you is as you are in the mastermind, every time we do something, every time there's a call, a training or whatever, you are front and center there. You're like, give it to me. How can I do this? I watch you as you work through it and take the parts that you want to take and leave the parts that you don't want to take, which is totally fine because it goes back to your why. It's like a litmus test. It's like, I see this happening from afar with you and it just excites me because you have this vision and because you have this branding and because you have this why, as you're learning, you're so much well off than someone else who's just like, I'm going to learn and read everything. I'm going to soak it all up and I'm not going to do anything about it. And then there's other people that learn and read everything and then try to do everything and then wonder why it doesn't work. But you just have such a strong core why and vision of your business that it is so beautiful to see you take things and go with it. And one of those examples is um, we talked about doing a campaign, a local campaign. Uh, We talked about this in Bad Marketing Bella program that you're in and as well as the mastermind. And it was really cool because you came up with this program. I'll let you explain it. Why don't you explain it to our listeners? So it was basically like the sidewalk chalk campaign that when everybody was in quarantine, you know, there was so much sidewalk chalk drawings all over the neighborhoods and everything. And so I kind of took that and ran with it. And in our local park here in downtown Frederick, I just found like a covered red track kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just went down there with my daughter and I had her kind of, you know, draw these pink paw prints there. And it was basically, you know, it said our company name, Woofin It. And it was like, take a picture, tag us. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, gave away prizes and we gave away, you know, little cute things, right? To like the local place or, you know, a couple free visits or 10% off your next month or whatever it was. But it just like, it was really fun to see like like our clients and people who aren't our clients just find the spot, almost like a scavenger hunt, like type of thing, having them find the spot, take the pictures of their puppies, you know, tag us in it. It was just, you know, a fun thing to do while, you know, people were really kind of feeling down, but you know, hopefully it helped lighten things a little bit. And then you also did this other thing, the Everyday Heroes program and like actually got a whole like PR thing around it. And I know that you're still in the 
process of trying to get that off the ground or get the publicity for it out there. Explain to our listeners what that is. Right. Like I said, during this time, just really been trying to work on my business instead of in my business. So making improvements and adjustments in a lot of areas as much as I can. And so one of the things that I came up with was I developed a program. We called it the Everyday Heroes Program. And it's basically a 20% discount off our daily dog walking services for any first responder. So first responder could be EMT, doctor, nurse, teacher, police officers, firefighters, anybody who is working these front lines for us during these crazy times. We want to make sure our community knows that we are there for them as a resource. Because I know obviously people have pets, but when you're working a 16, 18, 20 hour shift, I mean, that creates a lot of guilt. And we just want to be able to give back to our community as much as we can. So we launched that program and um, we've gotten some feedback on it. I did have a press release done. Yeah, I definitely am still kind of working on implementing and, you know, just kind of getting it out there for our community so they know it's available to them. So you guys, all of these things are like a fighting chance. We talked a lot about campaigns in the mastermind and, and that's the big part of it. You know, you're not just like throwing like a post up there saying, Hey guys, 20% off for all first responders. Like you're making it a big deal. You did videos, you wrote a blog on it. You did graphics on it. You're going to be reaching out to people about it. Like you made a mini marketing plan and are going for it. And then you're surrounding yourself with other people that are also doing stuff. Tell me more about any ideas or excitement or creative juices that you've got from just being in the mastermind and chatting it up with people. Cause I see these sparks happen all the time and I'm just like, go guys, go, go. Like it's so exciting. Yeah. So honestly, the creativity part of it is where I really struggle. I'm a doer. I'm an operations mm-hmm. person. Like I go, go, go. But to actually formulate an out of the box idea, I'm not your gal. So that's why the mastermind has been so amazing for me because I love the open dialogues that a lot of people like share. Like, hey, what are you guys doing about this? What should we do about this? What kind of marketing are you guys doing in your local area? You know, it's like the sidewalk shop campaign. I mean, that's where that came from. I can't yeah. take credit for thinking of that all the marketing and just the really good like community inspiration that I get from just being in these groups with other really smart, creative people has -hmm. just helped me so, so much. And I mean, I will say a big piece of the reason I think like I was able to move forward during Mm -hmm. this, you know, crazy like quarantining and stuff that we've been having to deal with is when you set up that COVID survival group for us, because I needed help with what was available for business owners and our staff. It was so, so important for me to make sure my staff was taken care of during this time, because as much as, you know, we were all like, holy shoot, like what's going on? I didn't want my staff to have to be left alone too. And I was just in constant communication with them and we had conversations and none of them went on unemployment. They wanted to remain on staff. And so, you know, staying in that group, I mean, it gave me a lot of purpose, obviously, because I knew I had somewhere to be every day, you know, on these (laughs) webinars. And it was literally so educational. I mean, even introducing us to the ladies at, you know, Profit Hero, I mean, Mm -hmm. who are amazing Mm -hmm. and all the different people that you brought in to talk to us and explain to us like, okay, what do we do now? What's going to work best for this business? It was so educational for me. And after that two weeks, I was like, I got this. I understand. I bet you had a long list of to-do stuff after that too, because we just piled it on. Yeah, totally. I was doing it, you know, as we went, but the thing was, it was like, I didn't see any other groups 
doing that. Mm-mm, and, no. you know, it was like a month after and even local agencies here and other national like pet support groups, like they're like, Hey, maybe we should look into the PPP loan. And I'm like, if you all have not applied for that, yet, like, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm the I, know, I know. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the first wave was all the jump people because I mean, we were unpacking it before they even signed it, you know? And by the time they signed it, we were already on top of it. And then the other groups or whatever started talking about it like a week or two later. And they've come out with some like really cool things since then. But I think instead of being shocked and scared, you and I are very much alike where we're like, all right, we'll deal with the shock and the scare later. But right Mm -hmm. now we need to stand up and be leaders. And that's what you did. You were a leader in your own community and you were a leader over your own business and you did it scared. And that's why I wanted you on this podcast today. Why don't we kind of like wrap this up a little bit with give me a couple of lessons that your business has taught you that you just, you know, never really expected or are thankful for. I think one of them, not necessarily that I didn't expect, but I'm, I'm really pleasantly surprised about is, you know, when you have people on your team that you inherently just trust with everything, that is everything. That is the crux of your business because you have to have that, right? You are entrusting these people to go into your clients' homes. You know, they've reached out to you, right? But you have to at some point say, okay, like you're not getting me, you're, you know, getting A, B, and C, different people yeah. on my staff. And, you know, if you don't have that inherent trust in your team, then I don't even know how you would do it. It doesn't work, right? So giving that independence and trust to your team is just, to me, it's everything. And I feel like they will give that to you back. Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, there's not this micromanaging, like, you know, will you're five minutes after the start time, you know, it's like, it's just, they know their limits. I know their limits. And I will say finding people that are better than you at things is a total strategy for me. Preach, Um, preach. (laughs) Because honestly, the whole point of me hiring a team is I don't want to be doing this stuff like day to day, you know, scheduling. I want to be able to hand it off to a fantastic client success manager who I just brought a new one on our team earlier this week or last week, whenever it was. So, you know, my whole point is once the networking starts up again and, you know, we're actually allowed to like be in other people's press, like that's what I do. I like going to the networking things, you know, I'm a member of our local chamber. So it's like, I like being out there meeting people. I want to be able to hands off the day-to-day operations to someone that does it better than me. And so I feel like I purposely and consciously hire with that intent because I don't want people to be like, oh, I only want Joanna doing this. I only want Joanna that. Like, that's not the way this organization works. And I don't want people to want that. I want them to trust me enough as the owner of this company that I've vetted my people enough. And if I trust them to be in your home with your pet, you can 100% trust them too. Well, that is a winning attitude. And I hope that everybody hears that last part because that was so important. I want someone that is better than me at doing it. I think I've heard that in the e-myth, Michael Gerber too. But that mindset will get you everywhere, you guys, everywhere. Just watch and look at Joanna and what she's been able to do in just three short years. I mean, that's incredible. Joanna, how can people go cyberstalk you? Because I'm sure at this point, they're like, who is this chick? What is this branding you guys talked about? And I want to see how she talks about everybody on her site and in her social. So how can they find you? 
Absolutely. So my business Facebook page is Woofin' It Dog Walking. So you can hop on there and follow me. I am pretty sure Instagram is the same, Woofin' It Dog Walking. Mm -hmm. And then of course, anybody can just hop on our website, which is woofinitdogwalking.com. Or just you can email me. My email is joanna at woofinitdogwalking.com. Awesome, you guys. I want to thank Joanna so much for spending her time with us today and to inspire you. We also would love to know, where are you listening to this podcast? What are you doing? Are you dropping the kids off at baseball or cooking dinner? And while you're telling us where you're listening to it, tell us what your biggest takeaway was, because I'm sure that Joanna and I know myself would love to know what the most important thing was that stood out to you. So go ahead and message us and let us know wherever you saw this podcast posted. Also, if you love this episode, I'm going to just unapologetically ask you to go ahead, like, share, subscribe, and leave a five-star review if you think that it deserves that. But I mean, come on, this episode was amazing. You guys, it is a tough time out there. And I just want to encourage you, keep your head up. And when life gets you down, always remember to keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.